Hey there friends, it's Nick. So my wife and my daughter and I have been watching Wolf Hall, the BBC adaptation of Hilary Mantel's Tudor novel, largely about Thomas Cromwell and his kind of navigation of that world, that world of Henry VIII and the wives and, and what have you. Brilliant show, brilliant show. But one of the things that we paused it last night because we were just, you know, we come to the point in the story where Sir Thomas More is effectively going to the execution block because he won't sign a an oath that says that Henry is the, the head of the Church of England. He won't validate that. And Cromwell is definitely, desperately trying to to keep him alive. But it won't happen. And I, I paused the show and said, you know, imagine what it would be like. Imagine what it would be like to live in that world, to live in that world where you're prepared to be beheaded or burned at the stake. You know, you're prepared to have all these things done to you, your physical body, in order to save your your soul. And that's that's really what what Moore says in one of the final encounters he has with with Cromwell. You know, he says, "I've you know, this is the choice." And we were talking about the sort of the power of belief, but it got me thinking. Got me thinking afterwards about how so much of what we do, I mean, it, it may not be as extreme, let's hope not, but so much of what we do is is driven by beliefs, whether it's political or social or or technological. And one of the, you know, I've spent a decent amount of money this, this week, for example, on on a new iPad, because... You know, and there are, there are much, <laughs> to be clear, there are much cheaper options than Apple. But my belief is that these are investments worth making. For example, my, you know, one of my, um, my old iPad, should we say, is going to be used elsewhere in the family. And it's replacing an iPad that's 10 years old. Yeah, it's an iPad that my wife has been using for the past probably five years or so. It's 10 years old and it's still, you know, I mean, it still basically works. Of course, there are some things that it can't do. But, you know, that was an investment 10 years ago in buying Apple stuff. Whereas my belief is that, that you know, although you can buy cheaper, it's a false economy. And one of the things, the reason I'm going on about this is because I told you yesterday I've been on this course this week for a couple of days. That's brilliant course about offer creation run by the guys at Tiny Little Businesses I've talked about before. You know, I do some work with those guys. They're fantastic. And one of the things that, that Sean Twing said in the, in the, almost the final session actually of this course was he said, the thing is, they've been talking about all these different ways to create offers and to think about offers and to, you know, serve the customer and all this kind of thing. And he said, the thing is, what I try to remember is that on the one hand, everything works. And on the one, on the other hand, nothing works. In other words, everything is context sensitive. And this goes back to this idea of belief, of, of dogma. You know, this is what we see in the, um, the Tudor world. People dogmatically sticking to their beliefs this is what we see often in, in our own world, particularly related to politics. And yeah, I mean, you know. I'm 
I'm dogmatic about my belief in the quality of Apple stuff, so much so that I haven't checked out anybody else. I've got no idea what Samsung do really for phones or for tablets or anything like that. I just I just stick with what I believe. And this, of course, is the problem with dogma. And that's what Sean was saying in this this session. You know, he said, everything you've read about marketing, everything you've read that works does work sometimes at the right moment in the right context. But it also doesn't work at the wrong moment or in the wrong context. The problem is when we become dogmatic, when we we say that this is the way. And this is, of course, the challenge with an awful lot of people who tell you how to do things, who tell you that there's a right way and then only one right way of doing stuff. And it was really refreshing to hear. I mean, I'm not surprised coming from those guys, but really refreshing to hear that that actually, you know, the way the way to do this is to try things, to fail and to get back on the horse, to... You know, I mean, they started the whole thing. You know, this is the start of a of a two-day course. They started the whole thing with this statistic that even at the highest levels of offer creation, these the guys who've been doing it for, you know, 20, 30 years, 80% of offers fail. 80% of offers fail, even at that level. The difference is those guys understand that failure is feedback. It's not personal. It doesn't mean ditch the whole product or the whole, you know, the whole idea. What it means is look at the data, try and understand what's happening and iterate, try again, get closer and closer because often the difference between something that, that, that works and something that failed, well, it might be a little thing. It might just be time. And one of them, the guys on running the course talked about how he'd written a package, a copywriting package for a particular product, which didn't work at all. In fact, his, <laughs> he was a junior copywriter at the time and his bosses told him that it was by far and away, the worst performing offer they'd ever put out. And eight months later, he'd been promoted by that time, amazingly, but he had. Eight months later, he took that basic package and used 75% of it, maybe, to create an offer that did over a million dollars in value. So it was a really good thing for me because I'm, like a lot of people, you know, I've tried things. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you'll know I've been trying various things. But what happens is I try something it doesn't work as I want it to, and I kind of I <laughs> crawl back into my hole and and just sort of do other things for a while until until the pain wears off or until, until I've got some enthusiasm back. And the difference is with these guys is that they just see it as feedback. They just see it as the market telling them which way to go, what to try next, you know, that all that kind of stuff. And it was really interesting because they weren't dogmatic. They weren't uh, like Thomas More in Wolf Hall, which I, if you haven't seen it, I recommend it. It's a brilliant show, brilliantly acted, brilliantly written, and of course a, a great story. Particularly if you happen to be at all interested in, you know, that period of, of British history. Anyway, that's it for me today. That's what I've been thinking about. Thanks for listening. Remember, your story means business. And if you want to dig deeper into the stuff that I do, search online for story.business. Bye now.